0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: This is Stacking the Box with NFL Insider Matt Berderam and Mark Carmen. Yo, 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 Matt Berderam. What is going on, Carm? I'm going heavy branding today, Verderam. I'm going with the hat. I got the hoodie on. Fan sided. Right there. Yep, that's right. Uh Verim, you look very cloudy and murky. Are you still at the dentist office? No, that does, that's definitely your home studio. I'm, Good to I'm see you, buddy. <laughs> I'm definitely here. How do you feel the there, buddy? We're a little Too bit far. late. We're a little late today. We apologize. Uh, Verim got uh, held in the dentist chair because do you not brush your teeth? Do you not floss? Do you have bad teeth? What's the story over there? I actually do all those things.
2: Um it's uh it's a long story, but my teeth are not uh <laughs> not built for the long haul my it's a it's a hereditary situation but uh second crown I've gotten in my life uh this one's all the way in the back, so didn't really matter, i guess in terms of the way it looks but uh yeah, it took longer than it was supposed to, not overly pleasant, but it is what it is life could be a lot worse I'm not worrying about it.
1: I mean, hey, listen, I think everybody out there in Stack in the Box listening land, they appreciate the the battle that you're in right now to to, to give this content today. Uh, by the way, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Holidays to everybody joining in. Eddie E., what's up, my friend? Thank you for jumping in the chat. This is a, a wild time right now, and we'll get to the, the NFL and COVID, and I know we're all exhausted by it, I'm exhausted by it, but um, let's celebrate your Chiefs to start the show here over I was, Ben Heisler will be joining us at 1230. I was adamant to take the Chargers that they would cover. I felt great about it the entire game. And then I got completely run over in overtime. And it over time. And it was a phenomenal football game. Maybe the best game of the year. I think everybody who had that on, I mean, that was the tweets that were coming out. Just tremendous entertainment. But uh, three and four to the best team in the AFC and staring right at those Green Bay Packers for the Super Bowl, right? I mean, why not?
2: It. He- Feels that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, both teams are the one seed right now. It looks like the Packers are certainly going to be the one seed. Um, the Chiefs are not quite that firm in the one spot. I mean, they they still need to win out or have some help if you know they're only going to win two out of three, but and they're dealing with COVID through the hilt right now. Uh, but look, man, that game was the game, like they had to win that game, they had to beat the Chargers, and really. It felt like throughout the game, at least to me, and we did the whole thing live on a, as a stream in our head attic. Um, I only had 13 f bombs, by the way, through the whole game, which really was shocking. I would have, I would have bet triple that before the game started. But um, look, they were able to win. Uh, it felt like they were going to lose throughout a lot of that game, but in the end, they made all the plays they had to, and I think that kind of speaks to what makes you a an experienced team, a championship team. At the end of the game, they had to drive three times. They had to go 75 yards, and they did it without ever hitting fourth down. The Chargers, at the end of regulation, had one drive. All they needed was a field goal. So all they had to do. Get in position, kick a field goal, and they couldn't do it. And ultimately, it cost them the game, very likely the division, um, the huge swing in the balance power in the AFC.
1: I don't know why, but it feels like that game was a month ago right now. It's, I don't know if it's the holidays or the fact that I'm watching Bears football and Matt Nagy having complete meltdowns on the sidelines or the fact that I took in a lot of football this weekend, and that was Thursday night. But I, the, Patrick Mahomes had some of the worst moments that he's ever had on a football field in that game. And then, okay, down the stretch, I'm just going to be nails and – pull out an incredible win you don't want to see some of the throws that you saw from him but the fact that the, he just shakes that off water off a duck's back move forward okay go win the game i'm gonna go do this and travis kelsey's gonna be a complete lunatic and get it in the end so that was a phenomenal play in overtime not to single out one spot of that that game but i just i, I love i love the mahomes hey i, I might be having an off night and off quarter but not gonna be phased i'm patrick Dan Mahomes.
2: Nobody this week threw for 300 yards. I mean, we have two games left, but nobody threw for 300 yards this week except for him, who threw for 410 yards. And I wrote it in Stack in the box, in the column. I might be a touch off on this because I'm doing it from memory. In the last four minutes and ten seconds of the Chiefs' possession time in the game, he threw for like 227 yards. Like, it just went out of his mind. There was just no stopping it, and that's what makes them them. Look, their defense has been much better this year, uh especially down the stretch, and offensively they've kind of been, you know, they're really good at the beginning of the year, then terrible, now getting much better. But they have that in their back pocket where he can just have a quarter where he explodes and that's it, and that's enough to win the game. Like we saw that in Super Bowl a few years ago. They were garbage three and a half quarters offensively. And you look up, and they won by 11 and scored 31 points. Like it just didn't matter. So, look, that weekend went about as perfect for the Chiefs as it could have. They won. Pats lost. Titans lost. Ravens lost. And now, all of a sudden, hell, if you care, Denver lost. So I don't think it really matters. And now, all of a sudden, you look up. The Chiefs win, and they are the number one seed. They win these next three games. And they might even get more help. Tennessee is – playing the Niners, which we'll get that game when Ben Heisler comes on, and the Pats and the Bills play what I think is the game of the week, Sunday at noon central, Um, if the Pats and the Titans both lose, all the Chiefs have to do is win two out of three. So they find themselves in an incredible spot considering seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, including the bye, they were three and four and looked dead on arrival.
1: Let's flip to the NFC. Uh, And actually before we do that, let's just remind everybody. Karam told you, Kansas City's fine. Three and four, don't worry about it. They're the Chiefs. Let's you just, did. You let's were just, right on. I'm going to have to just underline that each week as we move all the way to the Super Bowl. What's up, Dre? GG, appreciate you jumping in the chat. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is having the time of his life out there right now. That's what it looks like, right? I'm going to do this sweet play action. I'm going to extend my arm out. I'm going to walk around. And then I, I'm not going to throw a sweet little flick pass touchdown. Devontae Adams, whoever, Lazard, uh, and then you see the Bucks, you know, getting shut out, which uh, was a little bit of a stunner there, although I did have the Saints, by the way, in my media pool. Thank you very much. But I don't know. I, Green, Green Bay looks just, they look so incredibly comfortable, high-functioning, and Rodgers, I mean, I don't know, last dance, that's how we started the year. I don't think it feels it feels like he's coming back for seven more years, but they're they're delivering on that last dance thing.
2: I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. I do. i felt that way for about two months. I think they're the best team in football. I also think we're way too quick to just toss dirt on Tampa because they got shut out nine nothing in a game. Like it, it just doesn't like it's not gonna matter. It's gonna matter in the sense that it might hurt him seating wise, although it may not. Um It's not going to matter come January. That team is going to be a bear to deal with in January. They've got a great front. They've got Tom Brady. The biggest thing that came out of that game was Godwin being out for the year. That hurts. That hurts. He's not only their best receiver, but he does every little thing in the run game that matters that he's out. That team's going to be there. Like, you know, and, and look, we're so conditioned with all these bullshit shows on Monday morning, and everybody's got to have a take, and everybody's got to screen their head off on on all these networks about, oh, you know, well, what does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, it mean, and then they, you know, you got to come out with some declarative statement because otherwise, it doesn't get a viral uh, pickup and everything else. It it doesn't mean anything. Like there, I still look, Let's put it this way. Going into Sunday, I thought the Packers and Bucks would be in the NFC title game at Lamba. I still feel that way today. I think Dallas is interesting. I do not believe in the Rams. I do not believe in the Cardinals. I believe more in the Rams than the Cardinals, but I don't believe them. So to me, like, what does it really matter? Like, the Bucks are going to kill Carolina twice, and they're going to beat the Jets. They're going to go to the playoffs on a roll, and they've got Brady. And as for Rodgers... To me, he is having an unbelievable year. If I had a vote right now, he'd be the MVP again. Um, I will say this, though, with him none of it matters if they don't win the Super Bowl. Like, we're to a point now, he won one, so he doesn't have to worry about being like in the Dan Marino conversation. But at some juncture, like, they've had a lot of bites at the apple over the last 10 years, and they don't even get there. Like, he's got to get there, and he's got to win.
1: And if he doesn't do that, this season means nothing. He he would agree with you. He's – listen, outside of the fact that he's having a hell of a good time and all of his COVID stuff and uh, signature gala, we'll get to the NFL and COVID in a second here. And Cheeto Freak, I see you too. That's right. The blueprint's out there, baby. We now know how to stop Tom Brady. It took 20 years to figure it out, but we found it out this week. The Saints got it. Uh, I, I, I'm not with Vertoram. The, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers are done. No, I'm obviously tongue in cheek here. Listen, it, if we're really trying to be global about what we can predict and what we can't predict for the playoffs, everything is up in the air right now with COVID. Period. You don't know who's going to be out there. Uh, the, the 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 Omicron variant is. I mean, like literally, the entire league is testing positive. I mean, that's what seemingly is going to happen here. When and how and and how you know are they going to change what's going on? But you know, actually, we, we can move to this. Like here, I mean, I got the details. Listen, uh, this is uh, if you go back to the first three months of the seasons, there was six testing periods. One hundred and ten players tested One hundred and eighty-seven staff members. Let's forget about the staff members. Don't don't care. All right. 37 players tested positive on Monday. So it had been 110 for three months, 37 in one day. All right. And then not, if you good. Go to, not good. If you go back to December the 13th, that's eight days ago, 200 players league wide testing positive for COVID since December the 13th. So, the, And the NFL is saying, well, it's partly because the vaccine's wearing off, and it's partly because of the new variant. I would like to say it's partly because we don't really know what's going on, uh, but fine, however I, however you want to parse it is. The bottom line is that 200 players tested positive since December 13th. Now, instead of doing what they did at the beginning of the year, which was testing vaccinated players once a week and non-vaccinated every day, now they're doing random a random cadence of drug testing. So th- this person hangs out with that person, so because this person tested positive, we're going to test him. Which, too. by the way,
2: is insane.
1: Like, right? You're all in the either damn test locker him room. Or
2: don't. Like, come yeah, on. I, right.
1: Either, either test them or don't test them.
2: But this like lottery drawing that they're going to have, like, well, you know, this guy did. Which, by the way, is such bullshit. Because you know damn well you think they're testing Mahomes or Rogers or Brady in the playoffs. Right, right, right. Do you think think those guys are getting randomly selected in a playoff game? You're right. Exactly.
1: That's which is my point. Testing
2: some guy on the practice squad and going, "Oh, look at that! Nobody, nobody who matters got COVID."
1: Like, right. And so, and they're all sitting there thinking, "I'm sure they're having the conversations." Well, uh, listen. All these guys are vaccinated. This variant, they're all getting it, and very few of them have symptoms. So how do we get through this without you know making making the league look like 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 they've always wanted to care that we care about players health which they obviously don't um and how do we do that and also act like we care about covid versus having our primetime guys on the field and having you know fair competitive balance and not play the super Bowl in june these conversations have to be going on.
2: You know what? And and Cheeto Free makes a couple of funny points about Rogers and, and his as Cheeto Free puts it, his Joe Rogan approved medical approach uh is putting the Packers in danger. Now, Cheeto, you're right, because he has to get tested every day because he's not vaccinated. So he can't get around it. He he's not gonna he's not subject to random tech. He's subject to he's gonna get tested every day. He absolutely is putting them. At major risk. Now he's just gotten COVID, so I don't know the medical, you know, situation there in terms of like is he basically immune from it for a while? I don't know. Um, new variant. Signature, signature oh, no.
1: gala. Sorry to interrupt. Is asking an interesting question too. Like, but are they vaccinated? Like, who's lying? Some people. Some of them. Mahomes you know.
2: went on the radio yesterday, six ten Kansas City. He's boosted. So yeah. I mean, he's vaccinated. Brady has said that he's vaccinated. Now I don't know if he's boosted or not. Look, ninety-five plus percent of the league is vaccinated. The players. Uh, the coaches have to be. So most of these guys are vaccinated. I think in the playoffs, they are basically going to just stop testing these guys. There's not a chance in hell. You think if one of these guys comes in and they've got a cold, they're going to they're gonna let on? There is no way. Now, look, and I, but you know what? I've got to be honest, okay? I'm just going to say what, how I feel about this, okay? I have been somebody throughout this entire pandemic who has gone by the, the science. And I've I've gotten vaccinated. I'm boosted. Everybody that I know is that I love and care about. Okay. I'm not killing you if you're not. I don't agree with it, but I'm not. It's neither here nor there. I think we're to a point with the NFL, with everybody, just about everybody being vaxxed and whatnot. And Omicron, according to research, being much more contagious, but a lot less significant for people who are vaccinated. Let them play. Like I'm to the point, man. Like, I don't know what else you do with this. You either you either say we're shutting the league down, which Carm, you and I both know there's not a shot in hell of that ever happening, or, or you just basically do what the NFL has done and say, listen, we're just, we're playing. We're playing. That's it. Like, that's the way this is gonna be. I think if you're not vaccinated, test them every damn day. I don't care. Test them every hour for all I care. You know what? You made that choice, fine. Well, the NFL has the right to make a choice too. But as far as if you're vaxxed and you've done it, like, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't know what else you you can do. And hefe look, man. You can say whatever you want. I disagree with you. Totally disagree with you. You're allowed to have your opinion. That's fine. I'm allowed to have mine. I'm I'm happy. I'm vaccinated. I have more peace of mind over it. It's you know. But if you don't want to get vaccinated, I disagree with it. But it's your call. Um. And 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 frankly, I don't understand why everybody can't have that opinion of like, look, I'm going to do what's best for me. Now, if you don't want to get vaccinated in the NFL, I'm just talking about NFL players. Fine. The NFL then has a protocol in place that. You can be unvaccinated and play, but you've got to get tested. And as far, and you've got to get tested every day. And as far as I'm concerned, fine. If they want to test them every day, fine. If they want to test them every three days, fine. Like whatever the NFL puts in place, I would assume, I would hope, going for medical advice. And with Omicron, which appears to be very, very contagious, but not very serious in, in relation to other COVID strains for people who are of vaccinated status, then fine, then fine. I, I have, I have no issue, but I, I think to test these guys randomly, if they're vaxxed and don't have, then like then why it, it doesn't make sense. I, I just think it, it, there's a break in reality there.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, I'm not going to get into the, 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 the Hefe arguments right now, cause that's not the point of this podcast at least not for me right now. Um, Actually, I just did get involved in it. No one's putting anybody in jail, Jefe. So let's just put it. It's not about you. You can do whatever you want. You, you have a choice to make. Period. End of story. And no, so, nobody's
2: nobody's losing their freedom.
1: Like, let's Let's not make it more than. Don't, don't don't bring the freedom stuff in here. That's it's just it's just ridiculous. So okay, I, I just listen. You're 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 putting it out there, Verdurin, that you actually had trust that they'll test Rodgers all the time. Hey, he's not because vaccinated. he's not vaccinated. I, think I, I do. You really think they do? Like, if you do, you really think that he's going in there every day and they're following through on that? Like, I would be skeptical. Who knows? I'm just, you know, but do you really think they're doing that to him? Maybe they are. Maybe they are. I think, I think with the unvaccinated
2: guys, they will. Um, but, um, I, I think. I think if you're if you're like Mahomes, who we know is vaccinated, I'm choosing him because we know he's come out, he's talked about it, that he is vaccinated. Right. Um, like I don't think they're testing him. Are you kidding me? Like you think the Chiefs are just going to go, hey Pat, listen, you got a sniffle, why don't you come in here for the AFC title game? I would be I would be floored beyond a war. like if Ed McMahon showed up with a check at my door tomorrow, I would be less surprised that if the Chiefs tested a vaccinated and boosted Mahomes, if he's got a runny nose. There's not a chance in hell that that's happening. If you're unvaccinated, I do think the legal test. I do. Yeah. Um, but I, I I, would be absolutely shocked. And look, I, again, you know what? I know people hate talking about COVID. And guys, I hate talking about COVID. You know how exhausted I am? My wife works in healthcare. You know how exhausted I am talking about COVID? But it's a reality. It's not like I don't give a shit about your political beliefs, any of that stuff. I don't care. This is about football. It's about the NFL. Okay, that's where I'm coming from. And as far as the NFL, look, they've followed the science. Have a handful of people gotten sick from these shots? Sure. Have 800,000 Americans died from COVID? Yeah, they have. Okay, that's a fact. And so the NFL, I think I think the NFL, to be fair to them, has done a really good job for the most part with this whole thing. From dating back to last year. Now they're adjusting. We'll see if it's the right decision. I think they're mostly going in the right direction, but I don't like this lottery system, but it is what it is. It doesn't matter how, how I feel. The NFL is not, not consulting me.
1: Let me put in one more two cents, and then we can move on to uh, – we'll get Ben Heisler up here in a second, uh, and we'll go through the games, and we get a lot of other stuff to hit on as well. I was listening to uh, one of our fellow fan sided Minute Media podcasts, uh, the Knuckleheads, with uh, Darius Miles and my guy Quinn Richardson, yep. and they had on uh, Jason Tatum, and he st- they were asking about the bubble, and he was like, "His thing, like, the bubble was sweet. It was the safest place to be at the time. We you didn't have to you didn't have to worry about anything." You just went out and you hooped, and then we would go fishing and whatever. So I know the NFL is not going to do a quote-unquote bubble, but I would have it on the table if I was the NFL for maybe the Final Four. Just depending on how things are and where you're at, you know, m- m- maybe – hey, hey, let's all go, go out to L.A. a little bit early here. And I have
2: mean, I wondered if they'll just – if they would tell these teams in the playoffs to basically just quarantine. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't think it is going to happen. And I don't know that it has to happen, to be totally honest. But I I think, look, we are to a point now. Last year was totally different, right? Like last year, there was not a vaccine. There was still a lot of unknowns about this disease. Not to say there's not now, but there's, there's far less. I don't see the league. I think the league is going to do whatever it's got to do to get through this season. Whatever it takes, full steam ahead, and then figure it out after this season. Um, It's, look. I could be wrong.
1: That's no, my guess. I, I don't think you're wrong. They, they, I, the they, NFL
2: is not going to push back games and cancel. They are going to do whatever they've got to do because it's a $20 billion business. And when people love to go to the whole, like, well, my moral high ground, they don't care about your moral high ground. Like, I give Bruce Arians credit yesterday. I, like, so, so Antonio Brown, right? And then we can move on from all this crap. But he has the fake vaccine card. He gets suspended, whatever and he had said earlier that he would he would basically release him, but he did something like that. Yesterday, he was asked about it, and he was like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. I don't care. We need him. Now, look, however your opinion is on that, I thought Bruce Arians gave a real nice illuminating light into the NFL, right? They're paid to win, and the NFL is paid to be there and put on a great show and have sponsors. They're not, they're not worried about... Aunt Millie and Uncle Bob and their sensibilities about – they're just not. You could say that's wrong. You could say it's right. You could say you're indifferent, whatever. They do not care. It is a $20 billion industry with a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of answers to give to sponsors and and networks and everybody else. They are going to get through this season. They're going to continue to roll, and they're not, by the way – you don't see a, you don't see anybody limiting crowd size. They don't care. They don't. Well, want to get through. And it, and it, look, it is what it is. I'm not even saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what it is.
1: I I got you. The other thing that the NFL has on their side on that is that for the most part, NFL games are played outdoors. So sure you're right. not sure. You know, right. So that that's that's this
2: isn't the NBA where they're indoors and they're playing four times a week. Right. Not we're
1: we're not playing hockey in Canada and where we're seeing empty arenas, which which is definitely. I hate to say it, but it feels like that's coming here too. So, But the NFL, and then when Major League Baseball rolls around, you have the benefit of being outdoors.
0: Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.
1: Let's bring in our guy, Ben Heisler, uh, who is here to make some money for you from BetSided, Fansided.com forward slash betsided. All your betting needs, you go to winbet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Uh, ben, you bet the Chiefs correctly last week. I was um, very, very confident in my Chargers take, and I was looking forward to celebrating literally all of Thursday night, uh, but I don't get to do that today. And uh, so congratulations. You bet Kansas City correctly. I, and I, what do I owe you? I got to send you uh, – didn't we bet uh, Lou Malnati's pizza or something?
0: Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a lose in the mail. That sounds very ideal. You can also uh, repay me the next time I make my way back to see family in Chicago. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about you you not paying up your side of the bet. We got plenty of opportunities to settle this.
1: Yeah, I think I got to send it to you though, and you can have your Lumels on the show next week. So uh, you know, throw it in the old Heisler oven. With, I mean, have a nice slice and just and just celebrate at my expense. I think that feels about right on this one.
0: I do have a Walker Brothers just sitting waiting for me. I got an Ooh. apple pancake in the Ooh. freezer that Ooh. I need to find the yeah. ideal time to
1: have Ooh. so it's that sounds good to me not as on brand as as lumel's but the uh walker no. brothers for those out there the apple pancake get that shipped it's to you uh oh, treat yourself well in the holiday season for Ram, you had it you ever had the I apple not. Pan? i have not no uh, that's, that's 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 maybe i'll make that a christmas gift for you all right, all right let's uh let's make some money here team we got six games on the slate as always we're starting with the 49ers and the titans and i had the steelers last week which was uh I also had the Jaguars last week, so I just don't want to make it out like I'm getting all the picks correct here. Uh, but I don't know how Pittsburgh traveled. Like Tennessee had that game for the record. Uh, San Francisco
0: yeah, on the road here.
1: Money. What? what, what? <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, get well. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. I don't know. But Tyler Huntley, man, that was uh, a big time impressive performance. I I enjoy what's going on with the Rins. But anyway, okay, so Titans in San Francisco here, Ben. San Francisco, three-and-a-half point favorite on the road going to Tennessee with a a 44-and-a-half number. Is that right? That's a a slightly odd spread. I would not have thought that at all.
0: Yeah, it feels a tad bit overreactive compared to the 49ers continuing to play really well against the bad Falcons team, um, who I actually thought might play a little bit better than they did uh last week and then you have a titans team who like you said was in control in that first half against pittsburgh uh, and then the steelers did what they do as mike tomlin coached underdogs which has been really impressive finally to come back and not only cover but also pull off the upset win at home last week i i like the titans if i can get them with the, the three and a half here uh, it's an opportunity for them to actually reestablish the run which they've actually done a much better job with Uh, with Deonta Foreman than I would have expected after Derrick Henry went down. And they're going to get A.J. Brown back. That's going to help add a little bit more versatility in that passing game. I I think Mike Vrabel still is a solid coach in this league. And, yeah, you have a situation where the 49ers have been playing really good football, but they're still dealing with injuries to their running backs. Uh, Devo Samuels nowhere near 100%. It just feels like this is a tad bit overreactive where they might win, but if I can get that hook for Tennessee, who's still a good team at home, I don't think they're complete and totally fraudulent. Um, I, I think the number is right here to get Tennessee in a bounce-back spot this week.
2: Yeah, I probably agree. I think the Niners are going to win a close game. I, I, I think they're better than Tennessee at the moment. The Titans are just missing everybody. I mean, Julio's now got a hamstring again. A.J. Brown is, is activated. Is he going to play? I, I don't know. Derrick Henry's not going to play. They're missing guys all over the place. Like, they're going to score a bunch of points against the Niners in this game? Based off of what? Why would I think that? I, I don't believe that Tannehill's got as many touchdowns as he does picks. Like I, I mean, they, they just can't score. And defensively, they are good against the run, which will hurt with Garoppolo because, let's face it, he's, he needs the, the run to set up the pass. But Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, like, that's it's probably enough to win this game. I, I think. So I agree. I would take Tennessee to cover three and a half seems a little high. It was a one when the line first came out, uh as a, as an early line, then it went way up. Uh I will take the Niners to win, the Titans to cover.
1: I, t- Tennessee did run for two hundred plus yards last week for the record. I scored thirty two point. I know, I know, I know. But they're they're at least able to control the clock, but okay, let's move on to uh, a very interesting matchup here with Indy and Arizona. The Colts, of course, with their huge win over the Patriots and made, uh, over the Patriots, over the, over the Bucks or the Patriots. What am I, am I, am I losing my Indy, mind right Indy now? Indy
2: beat uh, New England, Carl.
1: Indy beat New England and ended the, the, uh, losing streak. Thank you very much for it around. Uh, no it, it was a convincing win too. And here goes Arizona getting smoked by the lions out of nowhere. Uh, The Cardinals are still one and a half point favorite here at home, which does make sense. 49 and a half the number here, Ben.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily does make sense because Arizona is starting to show that trend over the last couple seasons under Cliff Kingsbury where they stink. They stink down the stretch of games. They're completely uninspired. You saw what happens with no DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I, I can't figure out what the hell happened in that game against the Lions. Other than they just thought they could show up and, go ahead and just dominate a team that had one win all season. So there's going to be more, there'll, there'll be a higher sense of urgency, especially with the Rams starting to make a move. You also have the 49ers playing better. You would think this would be the ideal time for for Arizona to get back on track. But conversely, I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of the Colts too. That was a big win for them. That was a That was a statement win at home against the Patriots and they're still undefeated when Jonathan Taylor runs for 80 yards and the Cardinals have been a bad run defense all year. That's, that's the key difference for me is while normally I would want to go ahead and fade the overreaction towards the Indianapolis side and take Arizona, who has been a very good team for most of the year when the Colts are effective with Jonathan Taylor and they are healthy on their offensive line. Arizona's run defense is bottom five in the NFL right now. And if you can't stop Taylor, you're not going to stop the Colts. And they've also been a worse team at home this year. So it'll be a public play, especially being underdogs this week. But I have a very difficult time going away from the Colts here, purely because they have the the linchpin in this matchup. And that's Jonathan Taylor.
2: I'm torn because I, the Colts are playing better. But Carson went through for 56 yards against the Pats, like, if he's got to win the game, oh my God. I, I don't I don't trust that to happen. Um the Cardinals have not played well, but they're also like desperate to win this game. I don't know what to think. I, I'm gonna stay away from the line and I, I think this game goes over. I think there's gonna be some points in this game. You know, I I could see it being again just twenty seven, twenty four, maybe even more than that, maybe thirty, twenty seven. Um If I had to pick a side, I always try to when I when we do these. I'll pick the Cardinals just because they're at home and like they have to win this game. Whereas I think the Colts beat the Raiders and the and the Jags last two weeks will get in. But I I will say though, it's a kind of game. Like if the Colts beat them by fourteen points, I wouldn't even blink. It's just it's a weird, it's a weird game. I could see Murray torching them. I could also see Jonathan Taylor going for 230 yards, and it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, yeah, the Cardinals are done. Um, but I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the over in the game.
1: All right, let's do the Bengals and let's do Baltimore. I, Tyler Huntley, who I mentioned earlier, was – I just – you know, Greg Roman gets a lot of flack, but they're, right. they're still – you know, they're no Lamar, and they're right there with the Steelers. They're putting up 30 points. They're going for two. Good for you, John Harbaugh, I guess. Uh, it was certainly entertaining. And Cincinnati looking like a playoff team, damn it. Uh, getting Denver last week and now a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a number of forty four and a half. Ben.
0: Yeah, they, they looked like a playoff team last week. Can't say that the last couple weeks when they had that bad loss to the 49ers and even worse, loss the week before. It went one and two in a three-game stretch at home where they really should have helped put themselves – at the top of the AFC North and especially with everybody else kind of crumbling around them, they had an opportunity to capitalize and they weren't able to do so. They had a very dominant win earlier back in October, 41 17 win against Baltimore, get a chance to play them again this time uh, in their home stadium. So I, I look at Cincinnati and think this is a game, especially if the Ravens continue to be banged up that they should win. Uh, but I also think it's going to be another game where you're going to see a little bit more movement towards the Cincinnati side. I think this number is going to climb to three and when it does, I, I like taking the Ravens. They they keep finding themselves in really close games, despite being out despite having Lamar Jackson out. Um, yeah. You're going to get a little bit more scouting on, on Tyler Huntley, but, I think he can still make enough plays for them to be able to hang around. And a couple of these games, they shouldn't have been close to covering, but they still do. And I don't know if you guys saw that clip that came out. I, I think either the the Ravens site had published it or, or maybe it came out from somewhere else. Yep. These guys are buying in on what John Harbaugh is preaching when it comes to going for two, being aggressive on fourth down. Uh, he goes to them. like it, It's kind of what you would want out of a boss who takes the troops and rallies them around and says, what do you guys want to do? What do you feel like is going to be best? Um, so Vernon, I'm I don't know about you, but to me, I, I think the Ravens can hang on in this game, understanding the sense of urgency and knowing that it's an opportunity for redemption against the team that they got smoked by last time they play, played each other.
2: Well, to me, this game comes down to what can Lamar do in it? Because the Ravens have nothing else, nothing else. I mean, the defense stinks. They don't run the ball anywhere near like they once did, Like, like. Andrews has been amazing at tight end, but the rest of them, like, do you really trust any of their other receivers? Um, I, I I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe that that's going to be the case. I think it's one of those deals where, look, I like the Bengals, but again, like, I like the over more than I like anything else. Like, I, the Bengals are weird. They have games. I I like the over in this game too. the, The Bengals. At times, you'll look at them and you're like, wow, they look great. Other times you watch them, can't do anything. The problem for Baltimore is I don't know if they can cover them. Like, can the Ravens cover anybody? And that's where I just think this game is like 34-31. I'll take the Bengals um, and the over, but I think it's a really, really good game, and I really think it comes down to can Lamar get healthy enough where he's just a huge difference maker? I don't know. I'll take Sensi. Who, who, do you, who are you taking right now to the AFC North? Cincy, because I'm taking them to win this game. But, man, look, I, I think it's between these two teams. I don't think Pittsburgh's win that division, and I don't buy Cleveland. So I think it's one of these two. I, I think it's whoever wins this game, honestly. But I'm, I'm rolling with Cincinnati in the game, and so I, I'm, I'm compelled to roll them in the
0: division. Carm, did you just end up leaving because the AFC North competition was just too much, too many bad teams, too much issues going on? You just want to sit this one out?
1: Uh, That was part of it. I think we have some holiday gremlins going on here too, Ben, that uh, I think I'm back and I think I'm still alive here. So thank you guys for carrying on. I thought you'd already moved through Buffalo, New England, but I appreciate you saving that for me. Game of the week, right? I mean, here we go, AFC East on the line. Buffalo, through all their uh, trials and tribulations, can actually, uh, hey, put themselves in a great position to win the division if they can get New England on the road here. Patriots are one-and-a-half point favorite at home. New New England coming in off a loss. Buffalo seemingly riding the ship here. Ben, where are you going? This is a big one.
0: Yeah, I, I like Buffalo to, to cover this number here. And I, and I think they end up ultimately winning the game as a slight underdog here as well. You mentioned the schedule. It's another game uh, against the, the New York Jets to end things up. And then another game against the Panthers. Uh, those aren't going to scare anybody. And so the Bills basically had to get themselves in position. I think we talked about this last week where uh, they had to get to, what, 11 wins on the season yeah. to, to make, to make it happen i mean they'll still get in even if they they don't i don't think because the the afc continues to beat each other up but i I think buffalo is in a really interesting spot here and i mentioned that i talked to you know one of the senior odds makers over at WinBet a couple weeks ago and this is after Balt, you know buffalo really started to fall off and i asked him i was like do do they still have a chance here he's like i I think they're the best value team left on the board And, and that includes you know teams like you know baltimore and san francisco and the colts um, and, and they had some decent liability on Buffalo too. And he still was saying them, you know, whatever it was, maybe plus 1200 plus 1400 to win the super bowl, that they're a very good value bet based on the amount of talent that they have it's just about putting it together and finding them the more opportunistic matchup. I, I think they'll have learned from their mistakes against the Patriots. And you have to remember too, Mac Jones is going to start throwing the ball a little bit more, but. Uh, they're going to have to stop the run in order to win this game. I think they're going to make some differences. And the Patriots, for whatever reason, have not been great at home this year. They've been a dominant road team up until the game against the Colts last week. So I, I think Buffalo might have a lot of trends kind of working in their favor. Uh, I like them uh, I like them to be live this week.
2: I think the Bills are going to win this game. Everybody's going nuts with the Pats, and that kind of dies down a little bit when they lose to the Colts. Look, I thought the Pats in that game, that was the game that I worry about with them. Like what happens when they're down and Mac Jones has to do something, and he, threw, he the fourth quarter he played well to his credit for the most part, he threw two brutal picks, like they couldn't throw the ball. Now, by the way, Kendrick Bourne is is positive for COVID. We'll see if he can come back or not. Okay, um, you know with the with the new protocols, it's a lot easier to come back. So maybe he is back for Sunday, um, but I, I think the wind in Buffalo and these two teams played a few weeks ago. It really helped it really helped New England because it took the passing game completely out of it, which is Buffalo's biggest strength and New England's biggest weakness. Well, the weather looks fine for this game. You're going to be able to throw the ball. And while I do think Belichick will have something up for them, cooked up for them, and I and I think the Bills are incredibly one-dimensional offensively. I the, the problem that I see for the Bills in the playoffs is they're going to play a team that can exploit what is a bad pass rush, what is a, a bad second, or at least bad corners or, or mediocre corners now, it's Ravius White not being there. The Pats aren't that team. It's not who they are. It's not what they're going to do. Like, I think the Bills win the game. I do. I think the Bills win. I think it's close. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think, the, I think the Bills win by a score.
1: I, I got to ask a, a personal question right now. When you watch Mac Jones and you watch Justin Fields, who would you rather have? Oh, Fields. Really? Yes, not even close. Ben? Yes. Doesn't Mac Jones look like he knows what he's doing? I don't know. I there's yeah, because isn't, isn't yeah, I, I know, but uh, can
2: okay. you imagine Mac he, Jones
1: on the Bears? Do you know what that would look like? I, I right, right. That's the argument. And we, and we you're, saw you're,
0: we saw Andy Dalton already. You're, right. you're prop, That's what, you're what it would prop- look like.
1: But, like, look, Field is a one-read quarterback right now. I I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: Listen, I don't know if he's going to be good or not. That kid has arm talent for days. He's accurate. He can throw the ball, as Belichick once said about Burt Jones, he can throw the ball through a car wash and not get it wet. Like, that kid, he's got a cannon. They, They just have no offense around him, none. They can't block. They don't have good weapons. The coach is, is is dopey when it comes to figuring out how to figure out how to use them. Mac Jones, give him credit. He's been efficient. He is so unbelievably insulated by Belichick and McDaniels with that team. And you saw it in Indianapolis, man. Like they were like they got down and it was like, okay, you've got to do something. And by the way, don't ever listen to what a coach says, listen to what he does. When they were down 20-7 to with fourth and goal at the seven-yard line, Belichick with nine minutes left was like, we're good, kick it. If he thought that Mac Jones was an elite quarterback, they would have gone for that. They didn't. There's a reason.
0: There, I mean, I, I think – I don't even think he's necessarily like just – I don't think he's a bona fide scrub. Like there's a reason he was a first-round pick a and they've been successful with him. Yes, it's it's been a byproduct of – of what McDaniels and Belichick have put around him, and it's, it's the right guy at the right place at the right time. Um, but, and, but I do think there's a handful of other teams that if they had Mac Jones, they, they'd be better. I'm just talking about purely from, from one year, looking at both of these quarterbacks, looking from their abilities to grow, this, the ceiling is so much higher for Fields. Now, if we're talking like been three years in the league for both those guys, and Fields still hasn't taken the jump, then we're having an entirely different conversation. But one year, especially knowing what we know now, Carm, about this Bears coaching staff who had the opportunity with Trubisky and he only went backwards in his years in Chicago and then thinking it was Trubisky's fault and it was probably more so on the coaching staff, maybe sort of a combination of both. I, I just can't hold it against Fields at this point. Yeah, the, the one reads and then throw are, are not good. And he holds out on the ball for way too damn long. But... The, the tools are there, man, and the, the brilliance is there. They just need the right coach to be able to get it out of him a little bit more consistently.
1: Just just when I was watching the pads this week, Jones put balls on guys that, that were dropped. He threw beautiful passes in the corner of the end zone. He His decision-making is very quick. I think he's fourth in the NFL at getting rid of the football. I, I think he's being undersold. I really do. I mean, he's, uh, he's
0: perfect in that
2: offense. Part yeah. of getting rid of the football early is also because he throws like three yards at a clip to the tight ends but, in the backs. So, I mean, I, look – I. And by the way I agree like he's not a scrub but he's You're a guy man like he I'm not oh, that's fine he, but he's, he's just Garoppolo without the mobility like it's,
1: it's, I, I think if he has Andy Dalton's career that's that's a good career right and I and then what feel? Uh, I'm not 100% certain that fields I don't see fields uh turning into a perennial pro bowler, but whatever it's early. And there's a whole lot of Matt Nagy out there, but look, look at Sam Darnold. The Panthers were willing to give him another shot to be a starting quarterback. He's no tired. one, no one. Well, at least somebody gave him a shot. No one was giving Mitchell Trubisky a chance. So was that on Nagy or did Trubisky just suck? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to defend Matt Nagy here who clearly is way out over his skis, but I'm not hundred percent certain that he ruined Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky either. Yep. Keeping the train moving Pittsburgh, Kansas city, Steelers coming back in uh, somehow, some way, uh, getting a win and and KC is just that tr- it's a freight train right now, Ben. Best team in the NFL, nine and a half point favorites at home. Arrowheads loving it. Forty six the number. You you riding Kansas City again?
0: Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you, you hyping up my, my Chiefs pick last week, but it was purely based on the fact that I had been wrong on them for the previous several weeks that I had to I had to go with them again because they're they're the streakiest team Against the spread in the NFL, right? Since since they were two and seven five weeks ago against the spread, they're now back at even. They were three and fourteen in their last 17 games against the spread before that five-game winning streak. And then go back to 2019, they were 13-5-1 against the spread. So either you're all aboard Kansas City and they keep blowing out people and keep covering, or they can't cover anybody, and you end up having the types of, of roller coaster movement that you get from them. At the same time and I wrote about this over at betside this week. Mike Tomlin teams for whatever reason going all the way back for a long enough sample size back to when he started in 2007, they are 45 24 and 3 against the spread, they cover more than 65% of their games as an underdog. Now, he's also been dominant in that spot at home, 13-2 and 1 I believe against the spread, but he's also been really good on the road too. Like All these numbers add up to the Steelers playing close games when nobody expects them to win. They don't always win them, but they certainly cover. At the end of the day, and we've already seen the line move back towards the Steelers here to to plus 10, is a a Chiefs team that has the ability to put them away. But I I just don't know if you're going to get double digits for them. They've been in this spot in similar times. They've covered it one time against a Raiders team that had essentially quit. Uh, but then they didn't do it against the Giants. The Steelers are going to hang tough on them. Najee Harris is going to get plenty of opportunities. Big Ben's going to stay on the field for a while, even though he's not going to be able to throw the ball deep. And the Steelers are, are coming off of a spot where I, I think they know and understand what's at stake here. If it were seven, if it were even eight, I'd probably lean towards Kansas City. But 10 just feels like too many points. It
2: was and I'll 10 probably and get half, a It was ten and a half at one juncture. And then Travis Kelsey got COVID and it went down in a number my feeling in this game completely depends on how many chiefs end up in in covid protocols for this game now from talking to sources close to that situation they believe that most of these guys should be okay um, they're they have very very mild symptoms and now and and they may not have a
0: kicker though
2: they, oh they they um they don't have a kicker okay they don't have a kicker but everybody, my like Kelsey is vaccinated. There's a variety of other guys. Like, um, look, the the expectation is they'll get Chris Jones back. They'll get Willie Gay back. They'll get Josh Gordon back. We will see with Kelsey and Cervarius Ward. If the Chiefs are reasonably healthy for the game, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely lay it on Pittsburgh in this game. Pittsburgh can't score. I mean, they were plus four in the turnover ratio against the Titans and won by six points, and the Titans were 10 yards away from beating them at home. Like, the Steelers cannot score a point. It is murder for that team to drive down the field. Roethlisberger throws 30 times a game for 150 yards. They they have a bad offensive line. Defensively, Hayward and Watt are amazing. The rest of that group, Minka Fitzpatrick, eh, can be had. Not great at linebacker, not great at corner. If the Chiefs are healthy, I think they put it on them. Like literally, I think this could be like 30 to six. But-
0: I, I know that oh, I was just gonna say really Go quickly, Vera, I, I I know that that Kelsey and Hill are the elite of the elite when it comes to talent around Mahomes. But they don't come close to beating the Chargers if those guys don't have twenty two catches for over three hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns. Like Tomlin's a smart enough defensive mind where you can try to take some of those guys out of the plan and nobody else from Kansas city has really stepped up all year for them. You know what though? And I hear you and I hear you. And if
2: we weren't on air, I would, I would use an analogy. It's a lot cruder than the one I'm, I'm thinking of my, I, I, I think look, that's all fine and well, but nobody ever stops them. Like that's kind of like the chief stopped themselves sometimes, but like, I remember going to the AFC Championship game last year. I heard that constantly out of Buffalo. Well, you know, if they can just limit Hill and Kelsey, and then the two of them went for like 330 yards. And it was like, yeah, that, but that's the point. They're both Hall of Famers. Like you're not, it's kind of like when the Niners in the 80s, it's like, well, if they can just stop Rice and Craig, then you're in pretty good shape. It's like, yeah, it's a problem. Like, Rice and Craig are going to go for a million yards in a game. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, right? Like, the Chiefs, look, their weapons around those guys are okay, but they're not elite. Like, you have Edward Zelda, you have Darrell Williams who have been good lately. You have McCall Hardman who's hit and miss. No argument. My problem is, first of all, I, I gotta be honest. If the Chiefs are without Kelsey in this game, they should just run it right down Pittsburgh's throat. Pittsburgh's been awful against the run all year long, and the Chiefs up front could control the line of scrimmage against them. Um I just don't my reasoning for thinking Kansas City wins this game big if they're healthy. I don't think the Steelers can score. Like, I really think this is a game where the Steelers are going to struggle to get past 13 points. I do. I, they can't score a point. So, if the Chiefs are healthy, I think they will win this game and cover. If they're not, as long as Mahomes is there and they have any semblance of talent around them, I think they will find a way to win. But then I don't know if they cover just based on who's out.
1: Let's wrap her up, team. Miami and the Saints. If somebody told you that the Saints would not score a touchdown, I don't think you'd have them beating the Bucs, but that's what happened. And uh, – the Dolphins won, but they didn't cover against the Jets. Another Carm winner. Thank you very much. Way to go, New York Jets. By the way, the Jets are the biggest public play this week. Ninety-four percent of the money is on the New York Jets to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a, uh, Jaguars. It's a one and a half point spread. Just,
2: just at that point, my God! If you, if you bet on the Jets, you should be, immediately be given the hotline to call, like Gamblers Anonymous, right? <laughs> like, is that not a cry for help? If you're betting hey, on that game, there's something wrong. There's something real. Maybe maybe teasing it, I get it, but my God, betting the line straight up. Guys.
1: They they don't pay differently if you bet the Chiefs versus paying the Jets, buddy. Wherever you think you it's can make money. One of those teams is good. That's right. But you got, this is about where people have confidence when their dollars. And maybe we got to
0: write, write about that game too, Virta yeah. Oh, my God. J-
1: J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. I, I would take the Jags because that's how I roll. 94% of the money on the jets i'll tell i'll roll I, but i've taken jackson for the last two weeks and i'm over two but all right ben saints are a three-point favorite at home with the dolphins let's get back to our final game what do you got yeah
0: miami was maddening last week before they eventually pulled off the win and if you had taken them uh, minus the points that you would be absolutely furious at the same time like i you ha- you have to feel like the saints are going to be overvalued here right coming off that type of a win on the road, first time Brady's lost at home all season, uh, first time they failed to cover at home all season. Uh, Dennis, The Dennis Allen parade is going to be happening all throughout the week, and we're still trying to figure out what exactly their play is going to be because they still can't really move the ball on offense. Uh, Miami's also really good at taking the ball away. Uh, We hadn't seen that in the first half of the season. They've been much better in the second half it kind of feels like another classic opportunity where the saints are going to be way too overvalued from their win against Tampa Bay when the bucks didn't have Evans and Fournette and Godwin. I, I kind of like Miami as a sneaky play here on the road where the saints haven't been particularly good this year. I
2: agree. Love it. I agree. Uh, also Matt Verram fan page, what's going on? It's about uh,
1: time for- Verram fan page shows almost over where you've been. It's good to see you by the way. It doesn't matter.
2: Um, this line's the over-under is only 39, and I'd still take the under in this game. These teams, like, it's a race to 10. Uh, Taysom Hill stinks. Tua stinks on any ball that he has to throw more than nine feet. I, I, I mean, I don't – He. by the way, I, I am so tired of these people. Like, oh, he's playing great. He's playing – has anyone actually watched the Dolphins? Every pass he throws literally is like four yards downfield. It is it is brutal watching that team play offense. I I think that I would take the Saints to win in a real close game, I wouldn't touch the line. Um but god that game. That game, man. Like can't wait to watch Tua and Taysom Hill in prime time. Oh my god. It's not going to be any worse than the crap we just watched uh with the Bears and the, and the Vikings, but
1: that was amazing. That
2: was that was legitimately one of the worst games I've ever seen, uh, but i i will I will take the Saints and the under in a game that I really think is going to be like seventeen thirteen or something like that.
1: Two amazing comments in the chat. Number one, and fan page. Life is busy. I am imagining you were just at Taco Bell for lunch. Sweet choice, by the way. That's like a great it, great guy. Maybe. Could do oh, be Taco oh. Bell for lunch. Hope you went to the Cantina. Go 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 the full distance. True. And uh, and and Miami should trade Tua for Tyler Huntley from Cheeto Freak. I actually like that deal. Honest to God. That's I, I would interesting rather trade. have Tyler Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley. Maybe I'm just way too uh, recency to biased. But the, the dude was he was fantastic. Would he you evaded the-
0: if Tua yeah. was on the Patriots, everybody would love him. Yeah, but he's not. Right? He's not, but he's <laughs> that's not. fine too. Right, but like, and I think uh, I know the expression you were going for earlier.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I it's it is what it is, man. It, you know, and I, I'm sorry, like, like you're. And by the way, you're right. If two was on the patch, they would make it work, but he's not. And I, you know, it's just I watched the Dolphins. And it's like, I think they've done the kid wrong, but constantly all year, like, hey, maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe not. Maybe, you know, I mean, that, that's no way to, to build up anybody's confidence and, and get a good performance. But like, man, he's not good. Like, and they know it. And again, that's what I said earlier about like stop listening to like these press conferences and taking it at face value. You know, th- that you can say whatever the hell you want, but in games, like the Dolphins are mortified to let Tua throw the football. Are like, mortified of it, which by the way. Did you see the Jets game? That's why they're mortified. Pick six, pick early. He could have thrown five interceptions in that game. against a team that can't stop anybody, he's not good. Now, Taysom Hill, also terrible, which is why this game really ought to be something to behold.
1: All right, Wernerim, Heisler's got to go. Ben, thanks for making time, brother. I know you got a busy day over there. appreciate you. All right, boys. Uh, Ben Heisler, bet-sided and uh, winbet.com for all your gambling needs. Verem, the fan page had Count Chocula for breakfast. Was that one of yours? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> you got. I mean, seriously, if this guy doesn't know you, I don't know who does. That, you, were a big sugar cereal guy. You had uh, what? You had a, I got Apple a crown Jacks. <laughs> Wait, what'd you have today? That's why I got the crown on my
2: uh, too. <laughs> right. Right. You know, right, right, right.
1: Damn, damn
2: sugar.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Uh, all right. Can we wrap up here? You're, I know you're headed off to New York, right? I
2: am leaving tonight. I am leaving right after the shift, so 14 hours. Well, 13, 14. If I was driving by myself, I'd be 13, but I got the I got the pregnant wife and and a, and a daughter, so it's gonna be it's gonna be 14 hours. We're driving overnight because while I love my daughter to death, she talks more than I do. And if we if we go over the course of the day, I'm throwing myself out of the car in Indiana. Like it's just I love her, but she literally won't stop. Speaking the entire time, why is the sky blue? Why are there clouds? Why are there other cars? How do cars work? How does the road work? Who made the road? How did it get which God bless her. She's going to be a really smart kid, but oh my God. I don't know. I'm not prepared for that for 14 hours.
1: I'd have no idea how to answer. Why is the sky blue? No uh, oh, clue. Who the
2: hell knows? You just toss it out there. And I'm uh, not fan page. No, I, uh, no show Thursday. Just uh, we're doing it today. We're doing it today. And Cheeto Freak, who apparently is just on top of these things more than I am, yes, 4 p.m. Central. You're right. So yes, yes. So You're
1: not leaving. So you have a 4 p.m. Central to do today, and then you're leaving. Second time 3... out the
2: door. I don't even think Hill knows yet. I'm supposed to be on until seven. That ain't happening. Mm, um, yeah,
1: we'll, but
2: he'll uh, get over it.
0: He's used to it. Yeah.
2: In the road, I'm gonna I'm gonna get us to about. I'm at least gonna get us to Cleveland if I can get us to Erie pennsylvania great i'm at least getting us through cleveland which is the right at the halfway marker and then my wife hopefully will wake up and drive like three hours and then just give me the wheel and i got it the rest of the way
1: let me just tell you treat yourself right on this on this trip do hit up the culvers get yourself the butter burger oh i'm gonna this is this is no time for and i love mcdonald's and by the way we have sponsorships available, and I love Burger King, and I love Wendy's. But this is the holiday time. I think you got to go get yourself in there with a the nice Culver's, get a good, uh, you know, whatever they do those. I don't. Is it a shake? Is it a this? Is it that? Get yourself a nice situation there with your burger. Treat yourself right, buddy. You deserve it.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's uh, it's eastbound and down, baby. I'm gonna be trucking the whole way. Get there Eastern Time probably about nine a.m. And, uh, and then pass out. And my mom can hang out with, uh, with Maisie and Lucas. You're not kidding. Concrete mixer, baby. All day. All day. Concrete mixer. I always get, uh, peanut butter. And then I'm like, you know, I I tell them extra peanut butter sauce and they always like, Oh no, I'm sorry. I always get peanut butter and peanut butter cup. And they're always like both. Like, yes, both. Yes. Like, did I stutter? Yes. Both. Um, so, oh, believe me, this is gonna. This trip is not going to be health conscious. Um, This trip is going to be me eating like a farm animal all the way out there, but it is what it is.
1: Hey, that's why you work hard all year, baby. Concrete mixer. Girl. I apologize to all my Culver's people out there. That was a. I mean, I'm sitting here screaming for Culver's, and I couldn't even pull the mixer off the it's top of my head. It's, it's a bad job. It's a bad job. Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. Appreciate you checking out uh, Stag in the Box, especially everybody chiming in. I love you. Calvary's Chino Freak. Uh, verb fan pitch. You're, you're not wrong the fussy from Wendy's. Absolutely delicious. Dip the fry in there. Spiced chicken. Single. All of it. Can't go wrong. All right. Thank you. By the way, uh, when you're watching the YouTube thing, give that like. Hit subscribe. It makes our job safer. We love you for it. And Vera M, safe travels, buddy. Thanks a
2: lot. Happy holidays to you, Carm.
1: Happy holidays. See you, everybody.